Good evening, fair listeners. Welcome to Hot as a Podcast. After the obscene, raunchy, and just plain rude debut last week of our first episode, I felt it was time we took the podcast into a more upscale and classier territory. And what better way than good old-fashioned American literature? I shall be reading an excerpt of Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. The role of the raven shall be played by my compatriot, Tyler Ford. Let's begin, shall we? Then this ebony bird, beguiling my sad fancy into smiling by the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it wore, though thy crest by shorn and shaven thou, I said, art sure no craven? Ghastly grim and ancient raven wandering from the nightly shore, tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's plutonian shore. Quoth the raven, your mother was a whore. God damn it, start the podcast! Hello and welcome to Hot as a ah, fuck. Uh, wow, look at you! You botched, <laughs> you botched my my literature bit. Now you botched your intro. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and those in between and beyond to Hot as a podcast. We are your wonderful, wonderful host, Malik and Tyler. Thank you for listening to the first episode. Um, and we're thank you, and oh my God, thank you for coming back for the second episode. We're, we're we we promise we won't we won't screw this up. I'm not promising anything. Oh God damn! <laughs> you heard yourself. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you heard that. Yeah, you heard that formal apology. Yes, that was that was 100 a formal apology. I know I laughed at the end there, but you know it's all in good fun. Yes, all 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 the uh, all the all the. Uh, disingenuous apologies from Tyler Ford. Let's see who else he's going to give a fake apology to. You want <laughs> It's not a fake what? apology, Malik. I, 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 ladies and gentlemen, I've been to Tyler's house. He has a list he calls, like, his hit list, and I saw, like, the South uh, women. Uh... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Why you got to start shit? Uh, uh, the middle class. <laughs> he's just, he's, he's not a fan. I am the middle anyone. class, though. <laughs> I'd be taking myself out. <laughs> that 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 makes it even worse. You're like you're like that like you're you're that self-loathing prejudice. I'm not. I'm not a serial killer. Everybody. <laughs> I didn't say. Where did you're serial me killer come? Some sort of a serial where, killer. Where did serial killer come from? You said I, I had just a hit said, list. Yeah, of like people. To, yeah, it doesn't mean you're gonna kill them. Like you didn't like kill the South last episode, but you're the one who brought serial killer into this. I love how our first episode of the podcast was an introduction, and here we are just right out the gate. I am not a serial killer. (laughs) Again, ladies and gentlemen, I didn't say serial killer. Again, the man owns a machete. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's all I'm going to say. The man owns a machete, and uh, he brought up the term serial killer. So do with that what you will. (laughs) Tapping Morse code. Help me. Help me. (laughs) Oh, my fucking God. All right. (laughs) We're going to move on here. We don't really have too much planned for this episode of the podcast. We never have anything planned for this no, podcast. No, we just wing it. This episode is completely going to be winging it as we go. We're just going to generally The last episode was winging shit. it as we go, and every episode after this will be winging it as we go. Well, Why we, had, are you... <laughs> we had Revenge of the Sim planned. Yeah, 
and then we like yeah, and there's still like a lot we didn't like do that. A lot of that was like off the cuff. It was. Yeah. <laughs> it's just what you get from us. Um but thank you like Malik said, thank you everybody for joining back in for episode two. Um it's great to have you here. Uh I love the support that we've been getting from episode one. It's been fantastic. I'd I just like to say I have a I, I, I like to start the podcast off in earnest with a, with a, with another babysitting story that took place today. Okay. Okay, so uh my my brother falls asleep. He's 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 more he's a little older than two. Falls asleep on my chest. And he takes an, and he's taking his nap. That you know, like when they fall asleep, it makes you fall asleep. So I dozed off too with him on top of me, and uh, I wake up and he's already awake. I'm like, huh? I guess he didn't do anything. Uh, a few hours <laughs> pass and my mom comes home and my mom's all like, uh, did you watch him today? I'm like, y- yeah. Why? Look outside, and I look out on, like, our, we don't have a lawn, but it's like a, you've seen it, it's like a front, like, platform porch area with the fence, yeah. you know what it is. All of his toys are, like, out the window and all across, like, that lawn. I'm like, ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> he, he, like, got the window open again and just threw all of his toys out. And I'm like, oh, my God, what must that have looked like to the people outside? <laughs> You're going to be like, one of these days your mom's going to come home and she's just going to be like, were you watching him today? And you're going to be like, yeah, why? There was no, there was nothing wrong. And she's like, look at the news. <laughs> your brother on the news. <laughs> so baby goes on joyride. <laughs> Somehow yeah, managed to get keys to a car and just driving. <laughs> just like chilling. Yeah, I, I'm still. I, I just walked outside, and it's like it literally almost like more a good chunk of his toys were just outside all over the ground. I'm like, uh, <laughs> how did this happen, ladies and gentlemen? I just wanted to stress that now that the first episode podcast jitters are out of me and Malik, you guys are in for a downward spiral, so to say. Wow, um, we just set the bar. Jesus <laughs> Christ, have some goddamn. Oh, it's all down here from here. From here, the jokes are going to be subpar. The performances are going to be adequate at best, and the raunchiness is going to be stepped up to about a hundred and ten. That so so like nothing is going to change from the first episode. Yeah, <laughs> God, like you you're giving. Hey, people, we're giving you a warning. This is the bar. <laughs> uh, enjoy it. <laughs> this is the part where all the bad shit happens. <laughs> so uh, I so I I took a shower before this podcast. You know, give give myself like right right and ready. And I was thinking, man, what if I just came onto this podcast and just like didn't get dressed and just revealed at the end of the podcast? Surprise! I've been buck naked this entire time. <laughs> you know that wouldn't surprise me actually. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, to be like, man, something feels off. Like I feel repulsed. <laughs> just reveal the at the end, like surprise. You've been listening to a naked man this entire time. I have been completely nude this entire time. And now I'm just now I'm wearing a uh, a baby Yoda hat and a Power Rangers T-shirt, and I'm like, somehow this is probably more embarrassing than the than being nude. <laughs> <laughs> I just throw on a pair of sweats. I'm wearing a Chicago shirt, not the city, the band. But uh, yeah, that's all. That's all I'm wearing. Yeah, yeah screw you, Chicago. Uh, we have a friend who lives in Chicago, but yeah, yeah. Screw Chicago. You know who? You know who you are. <laughs> yeah. Why did you leave <laughs> why, me? Why? Why did you word? Why did you word that like a threat? Because <laughs> like, I followed it up with the "Why did you leave me?" <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I was looking up clips, and uh, I was watching clips from like How High. Yeah, are you familiar with that? Uh, I think that's the movie with uh, Dave Chappelle and one of the Wayne's brothers. Yeah, I've never seen it though. 
Yeah, Bob Saget shows up as a cocaine addict at a <laughs> rehab facility. Uh, so not planning- too far off from Bob Saget. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he's just like, and he has this great, he has this line that gets you because it's Bob Saga. I'm like, wow, this is the dad from Full House. He just goes, you ever suck dick, you ever suck dick for marijuana? Oh my God. You like, you like literally made me think about this. Um, One of the big things that I used to watch a lot when I was a kid was Full House. So when Bob Saget, it came to the Comedy Central roast of Bob Saget. Uh, I went and I watched it and I had no idea that he did all that bad shit that he does. You know, like mm-hmm. I didn't know he was raunchy and stuff like that. I pictured him as this neat freak Danny Tanner like style of person. And Same. Yeah. When you go through and watch the roast, the Comedy Central roast of Bob Saget, there's a lot of bad shit that they say about him. And I was just like, wow, this is the true Bob Saget. The one that got <laughs> me, I watched his stand up and he literally goes to like a guy out in the fucking crowd. He's like, hey, I have advice for you. Don't fuck a goat. <laughs> Don't go to a petting zoo and fuck a goat. I'm like, what if he talked to DJ like this? <laughs> Just like, like, listen, hey. listen, DJ, take a seat on the bed there. She takes a seat. It's like when you're out at the zoo, you're gonna you're gonna feel some temptations, you know? Some... Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> you're I'm gonna, gonna cut feel, you right. I'm gonna, gonna cut you right there, Tyler. And like you know, I just want basically what I'm what I'm trying to tell you because I'm just I'm just a single dad. You know, I'm not good at this stuff. I don't, don't fuck a goat. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> of course. <laughs> that's, that's 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 awful. Um what what what, what how, how was your day today? What what did you do today? I slept a lot. I watched some YouTube videos and I slept a lot. Uh, that that uh, all right, then the show's <laughs> over. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the podcast. Yeah, Ten well, minutes, here we go. That was it. That was the final episode. Um, we, we thank you for this long ending. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I guess I had a similar day again. Babysat, watched clips, uh, watched some stuff. I was wa- I was I was watching some uh, some Mar- Marvel clips, and uh, I was watching the scene where uh, where Thanos uh, was making breakfast, and the Avengers coming to wreck his shit. In yeah. Endgame, <laughs> it's so weird how everyone just instantly felt bad for this purple man who just murdered trillions across the galaxy. The man was just trying to eat his breakfast, you know. The man was, just committed mass genocide. <laughs> yeah, that was like that was like years though. No, you know, it wasn't. It was five years. No, the the five year skip happens after they kill him. Really. Yeah. I thought it was before. No, no. First Thanos, it's like a few weeks, I think, or like at least months. Oh yeah. Oh no, I remember. Yeah, because Tony stranded. They go and they find Thanos. They cut his head off, and then the five year skip happens. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah, but like that's like imagine if like Hitler got away and was like making like uh like schnitzel in like a cabin somewhere. Oh, we're gonna feel bad for him all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> Thanos was just having a nice breakfast. He was like, you know, the stones are gone. Everything is done. Like, you know, there's nothing to worry about. And then they just fucking come in while he's eating and take him out. <laughs> I, st- I love that. I use the stones to destroy the stones. <laughs> it nearly killed The best me. version of that is the Minecraft meme. Where it's like when you use a stone pickaxe to destroy stones. It's like I use the stones to destroy the stones. I love all like the masturbation like uh, jokes of Thanos. Like the work is done. <laughs> I win. 
Oh my god. And it's it's it, I love that Thanos has become like this like mega like meme iconic character, you know? Like Thanos is now up there with like the likes of Darth Vader and shit as like, you know, iconic movie villains and and like and just instantly quotable. And never in a million years did I think we'd get to this point. Like we always knew like that in the comics Thanos was a big deal. But now have him be like this big iconic movie character. It's like holy shit. Like, you know? For like everyone quotes Thanos. Even they don't know Thanos. Now everyone quotes Thanos. Yeah, I still quote him even to this day. <laughs> One of my favorite lines that I love is when Loki was trying to like he's telling him like, "Oh, you you're heading down to Earth. Shouldn't you uh shouldn't you bring somebody with more experience?" And he just dead ass looks him in the eye and goes, "Oh, you equivalent you equivalent failure with experience." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Like again, Boy, what a savage. Not sack of a chin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I still I I pop so hard when the, when he had butted Carol and she just no sold that shit. <laughs> he was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> he just looked so confused. And then like, and then he has that great bit where like she stops him from snapping. And he's like, "Oh shit!" He like he he like, "All right, I gotta go go the like the route I didn't want to go." Like grabs a power stone, and just like whomps her across the map. <laughs> Speaking of Captain Marvel, I just gotta say, I am disappointed in, in, in humanity. Captain Marvel featured a big fight sequence over a Happy Days lunchbox, and I don't feel that that's appreciated enough. <laughs> <laughs> the, literally, the Fonz is just on there going, hey, and like we have like a full-on badass fight over that. That alone should put that movie in top tier. I'm telling you, man, in my honest opinion, I think that movie would have been better as like around the time of the origin stories, like maybe like a Phase 2 well, type situation. Well, you say that. Well, people say that, but now with like Wandavision, we should probably talk about Wandavision too. Every like, there's a lot spinning out of that movie though now. Yeah, but that's it. All takes place after Endgame. Like when you when you shuffle in an origin story right before Endgame. That I don't know about anybody else out there listening to this, but it just doesn't do it for me. I, I get that, but like I like I was uh, like I was of similar mind with Ant Man. I thought Ant Man was really weird as like the ending of Phase Two. And I thought, oh, no, like, I see why. Like, again, like, it's his own, like, little, like, intricate tale in there, you know? And, like, with Captain Marvel, it felt like, some. I guess someone looked at the best was, like, I do see the part point where, like, it felt like a phase one movie and, and, like, phase three. But also, like, I saw it as, like, wow, this is just, like, it's that last little puzzle piece, you know? How the Tesseract get there. What happened with Nick Fury's eye, which I still love to this day. <laughs> like, I love the idea. That I that is that is too clever of an idea. Like it's so good that a cat just scratched his eye out and he lied about it to the rest of Shield. Like, oh no, I got burned out by the Kree. I'm like, that's so good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, like it's like I get it, but like also there's a lot coming from that movie with like want with WandaVision, uh like with the scrolls. Uh, Nick Fury doing the sword setup, I assume, uh, the Miss Marvel spinoff show, and of course, whatever they're going to do with Captain Marvel 2, and of course, all the Kree stuff and Secret Invasion that's probably going to come of it. Yeah, WandaVision did a very good job at setting up all that. Um, I yeah. don't want to talk about WandaVision 2 too much just yet, because the final episode did just drop last week, and not a well, lot of people probably seen it yet, or, we or could they're do, planning uh, on it. We could always do like a simple like spoiler warning, or like do a not-too-spoiler-heavy like uh, review, <laughs> if we want. Well, yeah, overall, like, without without spoiling it for anybody, WandaVision was a fantastic show. The Great. fact that it took you through many different eras of sitcoms was always something that I thought was really interesting. What was and your, fav what was what your was favorite that? era, like, sitcom era they did? 
Uh, probably. I'm trying to think. I yeah, really you... enjoyed the uh, the '60s, like the with 60s. the Brady Bunch. That was really good. That one got me, just because like I don't know the whole setup in general. Like you, you see the house change every single time, and like you know, obviously they went from um, black and white to color. It was just like it, it was just really cool to see. You know, I was a big fan of the uh, the the '90s one because like that that intro was so Malcolm in the Middle. Like it was painful how Malcolm in the Middle was, <laughs> and we even got like the '90s style cartoon with the CGI shark. Like, what's up, Radical Brew? Yeah, that that did get and, me. I did enjoy that. Like a lot that too. was so good. I also really liked the '50s like era, like the very first one, because that was just like I don't know. Like I liked those. I liked the show more when it was when it was just a sitcom. Like I still love the other stuff, like the other super aspect of it. But like this, like just there was something about it. Just like it was so different from anything we'd seen which i don't i don't get that argument that like all superhero stuff is the same like no it's fucking not like this is not like anything we've seen before <laughs> in a marvel movie in a marvel like content like no they, like, not at all like the like the fit like the fact that they actually had a live studio audience the generic like sitcom stuff like oh it was so good the acting was off the charts it balanced horror really well like it, it's it's oh my god just overall a really good show i'm excited to see um Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, that's the, gonna be so uh, good. Again, that's next that, week, that, I think it I, I like that they got it so right. It's like there's gonna this is gonna, like that's gonna be just a fun like buddy cop movie. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I I already love the bit where I love the line where it's all like we are maybe they're like the big three. What big three? And Falcon's like yeah, aliens, androids, and wizards. And Falcon Bucky's like there's no wizards. Doctor Strange. He's a sorcerer. A sorcerer is a wizard without a hat. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's the same so, fucking thing. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> Did you see the uh, Xbox commercial for Falcon and Winter Soldier? No, I didn't. It's uh, it's it's uh, it's Sam going like pretty much just recounting like I was in the military. I got wings. I fought with Captain America. I fought Bucky. I fought in the Civil War. Then Thanos happened. And then I got blipped away for five years. I need you to tell me. What did I miss? And then he sees he's at a fucking, like, Xbox store. It's like, well, this is Xbox Game Pass. And he just smiles. I'm like, wow, Sam. Five years and you need to get an Xbox, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Product placement, everybody. It's like uh, it's like in the first Michael Bay Transformers movie when a guy comes out with a fucking Xbox 360 and it turns into a Transformer. I'm like, wow. That or when the, mountain, when the Mountain Dew machine turns into a Transformer inspired yeah. <laughs> Mountain Dew it, people. I'm like, wow, Michael Bay, that's really on the nose. <laughs> it's all just one big advertisement. Oh, <laughs> oh remember, I remember seeing the first Transformers movie in theater. I didn't see it in theaters. I Wait, did I? No, I didn't. I saw Revenge of the Fallen in theaters. Ha! <laughs> Yeah, I saw it, it was a mistake. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. I saw that in theaters, too. Um, I, re I remember specifically when I saw Transformers 1, because I was younger at the time. I didn't realize how bad it was, but the scene where Barricade, the Decepticon cop, uh, Decepticop, uh, when, the Decep oh when, the Decept when the Decepticon uh, like, tries to get like Sam Witwicky, Shia LaBeouf's character, uh, he... Uh, like when he's like, where are the glasses, ladies, man? A piece of popcorn flew into my eye. Oh my god! So I'm like, so like, I'm trying to, I'm like, so like, the the Decepticons are like, oh, where's the glasses? This epic scene's having bubbles coming in. I'm like, sitting like poking my eye, like get the fuck out of there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, the Transformers yeah, movies. I, I'm gonna go ahead and just put this out there right now. Michael Bay's Transformer movies are god awful. Like yeah. being a Transformers fan that I am, those movies insult me 
in many different ways. <laughs> However, I did like, enjoy Bumblebee. That movie was like, fantastic. Well, that's not well, that's not Michael Bay's Transformer. Exactly, that's Travis Knight. Yeah, and like, that's who it should be. Yeah. Any executives listening out there to this podcast, I'm going to tell you right now. Par- I think it's Paramount that works on the uh, on the Transformers movies. Yeah. Stick with Travis Knight because yeah, that's the what man. the fans want. Yeah, the man gets it. The man gets it. And it's like a lot of people out there really like the figures when it comes to it. And it's like, you know, I can understand. I'm not really too big of a fan of it. When I look at Transformers, I like my little bit of bulkiness. Like, I like to see more car parts than robot parts. But some people like to see more robot parts than car parts, and that's okay. But, like, just overall, the movies in general were bad. Except for the first one. The first one was good. And I like the third one as well. So, you know, like, that contingent of people who, like, are sexually attracted to cars? Yes. is Is there, like, a huge chunk of them, like, in the Transformers fandom? Yes. 100%. Oh, no. (laughs) There are two different shitposting groups that I have seen for Transformers. I mean, there's a bunch out there on Facebook and stuff like that, but there's bot posting, which I'm in. I have seen that there's an uncensored and unrated bot posting for anybody, for any of the horny posters out there that are attracted to RC. No, I'm not. You you straight up said you found this picture of RC attractive. I no, I didn't say that. I said there was a there was a sexualized pose of RC in a Transformers game, and I was wondering why the Decepticons had that picture. (laughs) You (laughs) being that they were on the enemy team. I could hear the thirst in his voice, ladies and gentlemen. Don't let him fool you. No. Uh, no. And ladies and gentlemen, those in between and beyond, of course. I, I respect all, all pronouns and genders here. Uh, we all do. <laughs> yeah, you fucking better. I'll kick his ass for I'll kick I'll kick his ass for you, audience. I respect it. <laughs> I know. I'm just being aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> what a botch my bitch, t- Tyler God. I have to defend myself at some point, Malik. Yeah. Uh, go, go, <laughs> going back to the car fuckers. Um you ever you ever watch Mansers? No. So, do you know what I may have seen though? an episode or two. Yeah, you're familiar with the program, is there? Right? Yes. Back when Spike TV was like <laughs> running Spike... wild on cable program. <laughs> yeah, back when, back in the dark days when Spike TV <laughs> was given like freedom to do whatever it wants. Um, we I watched Mansers and because uh, you know I was a dumb I was a dumb like guy going through puberty time. I thought this is so cool. And uh, one and like one of the bits they talk about is people who cars and they actually brought in a guy to like um who was into fucking cars but they like they blacked out his face and it's like we protect this we protect we and the little guy goes we're protecting his identity because you know the guy likes the cars and like it's just like how do you like where do you find so like how do you get like as an official business how do you put out an ad? We would like to interview a, like someone who's a sexually attracted to cars. You know? <laughs> How do you find that guy? It's just a Craigslist ad. It's like looking for man sexually attracted to cars. <laughs> to and do interview on TV. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of this TikTok that I saw the other day. It was this guy that was like, "How to get a girl to like you?" And it was just like, so I hired a bunch of uh, there's this girl that I've been talking to that I met online, and. I hired a bunch of buff male, uh, a bunch of buff male guys to hit on her, basically, and each one of them got back to me saying that they hooked up with her. Oh, and so I hired. <laughs> what did he do after that? He was like, I hired. Um, he's like, but that's where I got them because I hired a girl to pretend to be underage so that the buff male models will be arrested because I don't like buff male models. And then I hired another guy to go to jail to beat up the buff male models. <laughs> <laughs> 
feel like that's a lot of hiring for such <laughs> one thing. He spent so much money to like to like just to beat up some buff male models yeah. that he hated. <laughs> yeah, and it all just like went like it, it was just, it was like a that's a snake eating its own tail shit right there. It really is. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and here I thought he was just trying to get with the girl. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> it's just funny because when he was talking about how the buff male models uh, hooked up with the girl, one of them straight up said, like, he showed the text messages, and one of them straight up said, I mean, he didn't actually do it. Let's be real here. But he probably staged the text messages and shit. But, like, one of the text messages said, look, I'm sorry to do this to you, but one thing happens with another, and I think I'm in love with your girl. We just we just went out to Vegas to go get married. <laughs> <laughs> And he was just like, what the fuck? That wasn't even the plan. <laughs> I am altering the deal. Pray I did not alter it any further. <laughs> I was uh, I was scrolling through Twitter the other day, and I found that old video of uh, when uh, John Krasinski was supposed to take Jenna Fisher to a hockey game. But uh, he, he uh, that's that's Jim and Pam from The Office, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and uh, he she couldn't make it for some reason. So he like took Ro- the guy who played Roy <laughs> to the hockey game instead. Yeah, I just records. saw that too. Yeah, it's so good. He's like, oh, I found someone else. Say hi, to, say hi to Jenna. Hi. I'm like, damn. I'm damn, like, to be honest, Roy. To be to be honest, Pam did kind of suck. Come at me. Come at me. I don't care. <laughs> well, those two, uh, Roy, the guy who plays Roy and John Krasinski, I apologize if the guy who plays Roy is listening to this. I do not know your name, and I do, I'm very sorry. Um, I, I don't think you would listen to this, but, uh, you know, you never know. There's an off chance that you might, and then you'd be upset that this random podcaster got your name wrong. But anyway, um, those two started a movie, and I remember all the memes that came out from that. It was just like, it was like a military movie, too, so it's just like, it's like, I need you to come with me. Why? They have Pam and stuff like that. Like that. Oh, <laughs> really what, good memes. What was what, what was that? The Hurt Locker or something? I don't know. I, I I know what movie you're talking. about. That's gonna bug me. Also, the guy's name is David Denman. David Denman. I'm sorry yes. that I didn't guy, know your name guy, offhand. He's a he's a big. You better have some uh, some uh, pepper spray ready to go. Tyler. He's a big dude. <laughs> I'm gonna go find Ethan Soupley, uh to protect me. <laughs> Ethan Sloopley, for anybody that doesn't know, he was yeah, in Boy Meets World. He was in Boy Meets World. He was in My Name Is Earl. He's been all, all over the place in uh, in TV, but he's a relatively like big dude. Like he was really chunky back then. And he go ahead and look him up now because that dude is absolutely yoked. Um, and I don't say that lightly because <laughs> he is the transformation he has gone through is incredible. Uh. I, I just had I was gonna say something, but I literally just blanked on it. Uh, God, damn look it. who's blanking now. It was me God. the first episode. It's you the second episode. No. <laughs> oh right. Um. So I'm. So anyone who knows me, I'm a big like bear fan. I like bears. Bear like bears are my thing. I bears like bear. beats yeah, I, Battlestar Galactica. Shut up. No, it's just <laughs> bears. I like bears. Um. It's it recently came out. Elizabeth Banks will be directing a new uh thriller. Based off of a truth story, uh, the the movie is called Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear. And it's about uh, a story about how a boat, a buttload of cocaine, fell out of a plane. A bear found it, got a hold of it, and just had a day. <laughs> if you really want to get fucked up with it, just call it Cocaine Bear, the Chris Farley story. <laughs> Chris Farley got to heaven. That's how I, I imagine he entered in, like the like his uh his uh his what was that David Letterman like interview? Yeah, 
He just, like, like, grabbed a guy and threw him in the dumpster? Just grabbed Jesus and threw him in the dumpster? (laughs) 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 See, I imagine it's like that meme where it's just like, did I do good? And it's like, no, I'm told you're the best. But it's like John Candy and John Belushi there with him. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, my God. We were just watching the the compilation of, like, Chris Farley's greatest bits on SNL. Oh, my. The the one where – the one that would not be okay, but nowadays when he's – when he was on that Japanese game show with the Japanese Mike Myers. game show is yeah. so good. <laughs> Jump in Jehovah Jesus, call the American Embassy. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how they start that out because everybody's speaking Japanese, and I'm not even going to try to imitate it because that's just wildly offensive. And not yeah. only that, it's just it's not something that I'm good at. So you know they're all speaking Japanese and they're going through the contestants, and then they get to Chris Farley's character, and he's just like. I have I have no idea what you're saying. Um, I was on vacation, and the concierge asked me if I wanted to be if I wanted to go to a game show. And then he's like, you know, they start talking Japanese again, and then he's just like, you see, I, I thought that he meant, do you want to be, do you want to go to a game show, not be on a game show. <laughs> That oh my god, the motivational speaker dude who just like like marches. Matt Foley, his, oh Matt my god. Foley yes, he just like swings his arms in place. He's like I'm moving in. <laughs> I'm sick of living in a van down by the river. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh the god. best line from that skit that still gets me is uh, well looky here, we got ourselves a bit a uh, uh, Bill Shakespeare over here. You want to be a writer? You're not gonna be a writer. Well, you uh, you're gonna be using those papers. For rolling doobies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, taking too taking too soon. Fucking Chris Farley, man. They, oh my, you can tell he still had like so much left to give. I know. I'm gonna take a joke directly from Eric Andre here, but shout out to Christina Applegate. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot she was in. She wasn't. <laughs> she wasn't that skit. Yeah, I was. She was. I. I was like. I was way ahead of the curve with Christina Applegate because Married with Children is one of my favorite sitcoms of all time, and I had a huge crush on Kelly. And everyone go, and everyone always say, "Oh, you mean Kelly Kapowski?" I'm like, "No, no, 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 Kelly Bundy, my friend, my friend. No, 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 no." See, I can't say that because I joined the Boy Meets World train really late. So everybody that had a crush on Topanga already had a crush on Topanga. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see, my favorite line from Boy Meets World, you know it, Cray, it's the one you showed me. He's like, it's uh, when I, who is it, Corey? He goes, I got you by your ovaries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. That show's okay. so, that show's so clever. I love it. It's amazing how much of that like spun, how many of those cast members spun out into um uh, uh voice acting. Uh, Will for Will for Delay for Fr- Will Friedel, Friedel. Will Friedel, uh the um the guy who the I forgot his name. Don't kill me. The guy who goes Feeny. That's that's uh, that's Will Friedel. Oh, that's Will Friedel too. Yeah, that's oh Eric. God. Oh my God, no, <laughs> no. Oh man. Oh no. Boy meets world fans out there, you get him. You get him good. Yes, all <laughs> all three of you. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and and two of them are two profiles you made. Oh, I'm gonna get him after this after this podcast is over. But anybody out there that's a Boy Meets World fan that's listening, go get him. <laughs> I, 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 again, like Boy Meets World was there. I heard Girl Meets World was like really good though. 
it, the first season was kind of meh. It, it started to get into that whole, like, oh, every Disney show is the same type situation. But by the time, my personal opinion, by the time, I haven't watched the full series, so I can't make a judgment yet. But I, from what I gathered of what I know, by season two, it really started to come into its own. And then by season three, it, I think it ended from there. There was rumors that Netflix was going to pick it up, but that, that didn't happen. I actually, uh, I actually met Will Friedell at, uh, at Comic-Con one year. For, for people out there that don't know, um, I, most of you, because I don't, I don't really, you know, I don't, I can't sit down and talk with everybody. But uh, <laughs> one of the big things that I love about Boy Meets World is the fact that it's really close to my life, and I think that's part of the reason why it became my favorite show that it is. Like, there's, there's a stretch in Boy Meets World where Eric had just gotten out of high school. He didn't get accepted into any colleges, even though he applied to so many. He just didn't know what he was gonna do. Um, with his life. So he, he was going to set out on this cross country drive to celebrate going to college, even though he didn't get in, but he kept that a secret from everybody. Corey, all of his friends were leaving. Like, you know, Sean was going somewhere. Or I forget. Sean was going like an RV trip with his parents and Topanga was going to camp. So all of his closest friends were leaving him and he had nothing to do. So by the end of the episode, they go on the cross country trip together when they're coming back home. They stop off in Pottstown for what at the time this has never happened in anywhere in history but they stopped off for the world's largest cup of yogurt in Pottstown and that's is that an actual thing no that wasn't an actual thing oh like that, that's in Pottstown <laughs> when I watched that while living in Pottstown I said when did we have the world's largest cup of yogurt <laughs> I, yeah, I basically just gave it away right there. So by the end of the episode, Eric wanted to stay in Pottstown and he wanted to live his life there. But a little bit where it hits close to home with me is that right after high school, I was I was on the same boat as Eric. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. It, it got really challenging. Like I was lazy. I didn't uh, I didn't really have the motivation or anything like that. I didn't want to, I didn't know what I wanted to do for college. So I never applied to anywhere. But I ended up moving in with my dad, who was living in Pottstown at the time. And then that's right about when I got into the show in general. So just seeing that unfold as it was happening in my life was just really crazy. And that was one of the things that I told Will Friedle when I saw him was that, you know, I relate to his character so much. And he had told me, he was like, that's one of the greatest things about the show is that it gives a little bit of everything so that like, you know, if anybody out there has done some of the same things, they can relate to that show. And I just thought that was really cool to hear from him, you know? I had like, I haven't had like that. I'm trying to think like what show has like struck a chord with me like that hard where it's like, oh my god, like I I get that. Like I actually got to like if I have like a similar story. Like I really don't. The closest thing I got to that is uh uh I'm a again we're, we're big pro wrestling fans um people and uh, I I got to meet a uh, Tommaso Ciampa who is a huge one of one of my favorite pro wrestlers. And uh, I got to speak to him, and uh, I got to tell him how, like, him going on a podcast and talking about um, his bout with uh, depression and mental illness, like, really helped me. And, like, that, and that was, like, because I, I, I went through a similar problem, and, you know, and it was really, it's really cool that, like, he was, like, yeah, he, and again, like, he was, like, thank you for telling me that, you know, and all the stuff, like, hearing, like, knowing that he's helped, it, like, helped a lot. It's crazy how, like, pop culture and stuff like that really can, like, help people, like, and, like, you know, like, connect people on that level and shit. Oh, yeah, definitely. When, um, when I was big into Game Grumps, it was, it was, everybody had liked uh, Danny at that point. Anybody out there that's a Game Grumps fan knows that it originally started off with John Tron and um, Ego Raptor, Aaron. 
I didn't and, know Jontron was on there. Huh? Yeah, it started off with Aaron and Jontron, um, or I should just say John at this point. But it started oh, off stopped? with Aaron oh, and John. Did he stop being Jontron? No, I'm just saying oh. I'm just getting them by their first name. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> say, I quote, well, Jontron stopped. What? What no, happened? No, I was saying I was saying that because when I had said it, I said Aaron and Jontron instead of saying Ego Raptor and Jontron. So I was just you know cutting out the YouTube names and just going with their names. So Aaron, it started off with Aaron and John, and. John wanted to take the time to focus on his own channel and he wanted to move back to New York. So he did that and Aaron replaced him with Dan, with Danny Abadan. And not a lot of people really liked Danny at first because they were so dead set on John being the main, like the second part of the show and John being as funny as Aaron, you know, those two just worked together really well. So everybody bashed Danny for the longest time. And it wasn't until they did their Wind Waker episode when Danny started talking about how he had a bout of OCD that really hit him in this way that um, like really affected his life greatly. He had found, I think he said he had found a YouTube video where they were talking about OCD or something like that. And at that point, he quoted, he was, he's quoted saying, that was a point in my life where I found out that I wasn't the only one. And a lot of people from Game Grounds that were watching that episode really related to that and then ever since he's just become one of the absolute favorites that's one that's one that's that's all it takes man as soon as you find out oh shit it's not just me like it really does like it it really puts in perspective like a whole lot of like issues that people are going with i just recently had that because i have adhd i used to get these i still get them it kind of hit me in last week's episode last week's episode of the podcast a little bit but i have days where if i don't do anything because i'm always i'm always working and I'm always doing something. So I'll take a day to relax. But if I get more than one day to relax, I tend to sit on my ass and not do anything. And it gets to me. Like, it gets to a point where it's like, man, I could have just, like, towards the end of the day, I'm just like, I could have done so much today. And yeah. I don't know why I didn't. And I start beating myself up mentally. And this is something that I don't really talk about with people because everybody knows me as just the happy guy, you know? But I beat myself up mentally, and I realized that that apparently is just a thing with eight, with people who have ADHD. You know, you tend to you tend to be like, oh, I'm like, it's almost like a bit of boredom that just gets a little bit too far. I guess is hmm. the best way to describe it. And yeah, I that's, saw that's, something. That's, of, a, that's a very clever way to put it because, like, again, I go through something like very similar sometimes. Uh, but like, yeah, a bit of boredom that like kind of like just takes roots. Like, wow, this is like, well, there's no, and it makes you think, oh, wow, there's no point in going farther with this then, or like, you know, adding more to this. Exactly. That that got to me when I found that out. It was just a meme, but like about ADHD people with ADHD. But it really hit me, you know. Another meme. This the kind of. Ease the spirits a little bit here because yeah, we got a little yeah. deep there. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a little deep. No, nothing. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying like I'm gonna lighten the mood a little bit. Um, <laughs> there was a, there was an ADHD we, meme. Safe word. Safe word. Safe word. <laughs> it's getting too deep. <laughs> there's an ADHD meme that really hit me from uh, from Reddit one time. It was this bit where it's just like normal people doing math. Seven plus six is thirteen. People with ADHD, and it was just like. If seven is this and six is this, so I have both of those, and it, uh, you, you take that, or it was like, it was like, if, if seven plus, or it was just like, if 13 minus seven is six, then it was like overcomplicating, basically. I can't really accurately describe it because I don't have the meme. I lost it a while back, but like, that's genuinely true. The way I do math is like, you could take a simple question like, 
28 minus 17. And I'm like, all right, well, what's 18 minus 17? <laughs> or what's 18 minus 7? And I'll be like, that's 11. And I'm just like, okay, so then the answer must be 11. <laughs> so with, with or 28 minus 17, the answer must be, um, yeah, 11. <laughs> a, a meme that gets me all the time is the, uh, the um, uh, hey, um, sorry, I had to adjust my scissors thing there. But it was, it's the, uh, hey, it's the, like, if someone's asleep, it's like, hey, you asleep? It's like, yeah. Remember that horrible, uh, like, embarrassing thing you did eight years ago? It's like, God! <laughs> <laughs> like, Dude, that oh gets me my, all the fucking time. Like, oh my god, I hate it. To sit there at night, it's like, oh my god, I did this thing. Uh, yeah, there was one bit of advice to like that always like helped me out, like with stuff like that, or like you know, in terms of, like the whole like feeling not great, and that is like you're going to feel it anyway, and you kind of have to accept that, and then like you know, as long you kind of just have to like you might you might as well feel it while doing something as opposed to feeling it while doing nothing, and look at it kind of that way, mm -hmm. you know. That, like, you can't really just stop that feeling, but you have to, like, kind of, like, work with it. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. It's something that you just, you just learn to cope with, really, I guess. Uh, maybe not. I shouldn't say cope. It's just something that, like, that you integrate into yourself and you know how to get past it, I guess, would be the best way. I don't know. I might be fucking that up. <laughs> <laughs> we, we tried. <laughs> so, uh, when's the last time you got smacked nuts? I, what? <laughs> whoa, whoa, wait a, what? Yeah, when's the last time you got smacked in the nuts? Why? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> when's the last time you got smacked in the nuts? Um, I actually, I was swinging my keys around oh at work God. about a week ago, and it, it, something went wrong, and lo and behold, I got, I, I got smacked in the nuts, and there we go. <laughs> I don't know. I guess probably something dumb like that. The most like intense time I remember is when um, back then when we were younger. Me and my sister used to like we, me and my, my sister watched wrestling with me and my dad. So like we would always like we would we would just beat the shit out of each other as kids all the time. And we had, like we were we were like fighting and she just flat out just like stomp like like flat out just like kicked right and square in the nose. <laughs> I was like ah oh, like out of commission like ah oh, oh, like that was it for me. Uh, <laughs> Man, that yeah, was the last feel... time. That sounds like years ago. <laughs> no, that that was the most like intense memory of it I can remember. I uh, probably like I probably hit myself probably like. Many uh, I wasn't times going after off that. of what was the most intense. I was saying just when's the last time that that's the most vivid memory I have of getting hit in the crotch. Okay. You know, at that when I think of getting hit in the crotch, I go to that time I got kicked in the crotch by my sister during a fake wrestling match in the dining <laughs> room. But <laughs> again, that I got. Go ahead and say what you were gonna say. Like again, like I was like I I, I I was I was swinging my keys and you know like I probably hit myself in the crotch too here and there back when I used to work in a place that had that gave me keys. <laughs> well, that story that you just told me made me think of a story. Um, for I I or bleh, I can't talk right now. But so one time, me and my brother, I was trying to show off. Um, I remember this one time, my brother, I forget why he was just like down on the ground for some reason. He was getting ready to stand up. And this was right around the time Orton started doing a punt in wrestling. And so I was like, I'm going to try, I'm going to show story. off this punt move. So like I was telling them, I was like, yeah, Randy Orton does this really cool punt to the head. And it goes like this. And I ran up and I legitimately punted my brother in the head. <laughs> and he passed out for like, he fainted for like, I legitimately knocked him out for like a good minute. And we were just like, oh my God. <laughs> I remember, so back then, me and my friends were like, all every, every kid on the block watched wrestling. 
uh, back, well, you know, back when you were a kid. And uh, I, I, I lived in the in the not so great neighborhoods, but uh, we used to like we. I had all the toy belts, so I was like the general manager, and I would say like, "You're gonna defend your title," and da da da. da. And uh, my my one friend was the heel, and like we had gotten this bit where he's gonna attack me, make him defend the title. And uh, so what we're gonna do is that he was gonna spear me. So what happened was, <laughs> like, two of my friends are in the in the lawn, and I was like doing the GM thing. I turned around, and my friend just like speared the shit out of me. The bad thing is, my mom came out as the spear happened. Oh no! And she's like, "Oh my god, what is happening?" I'm like, "It's okay. It's a part of the storyline." <laughs> <laughs> We used to do like six one nines on the street pole that was there, cause like we saw Rey Mysterio do the six one nine off the pole the one time off the ring post. We were like, we want to do that, and like kept doing that. <laughs> oh, yeah, me and me and a buddy, we used to do uh, we used to do wrestling on a friend's trampoline. We used to call ourselves MPW. He'll know listening to this who he is. Yeah, we used to do MPW, and I remember like this was during the summer, and I uh, like we used to we used to have like titles like the toy titles and stuff like that that we would take home. Um, you know, we gathered all of our titles together. Whoever won them got to take them home and stuff like that. It was like a really cool way of borrowing it in a sense. See, see like, I want to do that. Like, that sounds fun. But like, now I have like my actual like big boy replica titles. I'm all like, no one's taking this. Oh, yeah. You guys home. aren't borrowing my ECW title. <laughs> you for guys, shit. You're not borrowing my Blue Universal NXT. Like, <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Plus, we're adults now. That's the last thing we need is a page incident on one of our replica titles. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that don't know, um, back a couple years ago, when um, there was a bunch of uh, there was a bunch of photos and videos that leaked from I I, I yeah let, let's just say how it is so, some 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 jerk leaked uh, leaked a famous pro wrestler a female pro wrestler's uh, private videos and images and uh, first off why why do you think that's what why does that go to like why does your brain go to there like that's what's gonna happen to your belt. I don't know. It's just the way my brain works. Oh my god! This is the I reason like, why it is a, why I put in the description of the podcast that it's a raunchy comedy. <laughs> I was I was on like a dating website service and like uh, I have some Tinder or something and like I matched with uh, a a fellow wrestling fan and and she and she was like and I told her how like I had like belts and stuff and she was like you want to recreate the page videos I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> how do you uh, answer that? Uh, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> how do you yeah. how do you genuinely respond to that? Oh my god. Uh, I was like, uh <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Was it like when those videos released it was like um I saw like Asuka, I think, who was the women's champion at the time, like had it like to her head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine if somebody licked it. Ooh. Oh, oh man, God! As mentioned, I see. I would not be licking that. Like in AEW, there's a wrestler named Abaddon who, like, she like plays like a demon woman character, and she like straight up just like licked the title. Like, yeah, that, I wouldn't do she, that either. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I would not be doing that, especially in like uh, in in uh, in pandemic days. Big E on uh on in WWE, like he he licked the tag titles when he got them and rolled around with it. Oh I'm like, God. okay, it's a pan. I get it, Biggie. That's who you are. It's still a pandemic, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he was like licking the titles and like so excited. You want him? Like, ah, oh, yeah, no. But uh, <laughs> back to back to the MPW story before we got sidetracked. That's all I really had to say about the MPW stuff. It was just a fun time in my life. 
Oh, I remember I heard the story. It was like, very long, but it was it's it's memorable. I was listening to some like wrestling podcast and about some wrestling fans, and uh, one of them is about one of them was about uh, was talking about how like you know the dumb wrestling stuff they did as a kid, and how the one time they power bombed a kid at school and legitimately broke the kid's neck. Oh my god! The, the kid survived and he's fine. I know that much, well, but like. But uh, yeah, he, he needs to say that like that 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 person got into trouble. <laughs> that just said the story, because he like he like power bombed them on like straight grass and thought, oh yeah, it's soft, it's grass, and like, yeah, Whoa. it's grass. Grass is still just as hard. <laughs> yeah, like the gra- it's ground. <laughs> like, what's like one wrestling move you would like love to like take like like you look at it and like just like oh I want to I want to take that and sell that. Uh, I always told myself that legitimately given the chance, I would take an actual F5 from Brock Lesnar. Oh, my God. I would <laughs> I'd take I a was... German suplex from him. I'd take a chop from Walter. <laughs> <laughs> like, as hard, um, as, they go, as hard as they can, too. I would legitimately do yeah. it. L- look up these moves with us, audience. Look up the F5 and look up the chop from Walter. See, I would take a thumbtack spot. <laughs> yeah, I take a thumbtack spot. Just because, like, like, part of me is like, I feel like when you look at a thumbtack spot in pro wrestling, that, like, I feel like when you're getting there, you really have to, like, not think about it and just do it. Because when I look at that spot, I just guarantee take the it's. Bump. Yeah, it's that kind of spot we look at, like, the more you think about it, the worse your brain's going to make it. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know? Like and you just have to like don't screw up. Just gotta go through. Like I would love to just, like like to sell it. There's some. I would love to take a power bomb because that looks like really fun to take and sell. That I would love to take Roman Reigns Superman punch because I would love to just oversell the shit out of it. <laughs> like just like do like a whole flip when he punches you. <laughs> I'd sell a stunner. I'd sell Same, the shit out dude. of a stunner. Oh my god! Like I'm talking like rock like levels of selling a stunner. Yeah, with the you, bounce back. Yeah, the bounce back, or where you like stumble, take a drink, and then go back into another stunner. <laughs> oh my god! Like, sorry. So, so, ladies and gentlemen, in wrestling terminology, selling is making a move look really good when it's done to you. Because yes, we know wrestling is predetermined. But uh, when someone takes a move and like acts like they're hurt, it's called selling, and uh, that's what <laughs> we're talking about. This has been wrestling terminology <laughs> with, with Malik and Tyler. Next Add, day, like a little chime, just like a boo boo boo. The more you know. Next episode, <laughs> we're gonna teach you the word botch. <laughs> yeah, we've been saying botch a lot. Uh, just to say it right now, botch is when you fuck up. Yeah, that's, that's, that's oh, as yeah. simple we, as oh that. Oh my god, yeah. Oh my god, we have been saying botch a lot. We have we? because yeah. we botched several episodes of the podcast. That's how. You, that's how you know, like you're a wrestling fan when like wrestling terminology is just like your everyday language. Yeah. I'm not yeah. even that big into wrestling these days, and I still say it. Well, I say I'd say like I wouldn't consider say like you're still not a fan. You still like know a lot of wrestling is and like still love. Oh yeah, of, like, I've, wrestling I've, I've taken a hiatus. Yeah, you just don't watch it nowadays. Yeah, even still, like you watched um uh, Revolution. I did. Uh, that the was other good. Day. Yeah, we, <laughs> should we talk about that? <laughs> the uh, the main event of Revolution. The botched exploding barbed wire match. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> so the oh, the match wasn't botched. The match was fantastic. The match was good. The angle after was this spot. So on, uh, there's a wrestling promotion, ladies and gentlemen, called AEW Revolution, the second biggest wrestling promotion in North America, and or or in the United. Or I'm not, I'm going to correct myself. Second biggest wrestling promotion in the United States, um, and uh, it their main event for their last pay per view, uh, which was uh, the which was the the Sunday before this episode is recorded, uh, had a exploding barbed wire death match 
pro wrestling is better than the things you like. Um, <laughs> and it was literally what you think. It's literally two guys throwing themselves into barbed wire while shit explodes around them. And they promised, like, a big, giant explosion, like, after the end. But it, like, it was literally, like, a couple sparklers. And it Basically, was the, match sim- the match simulation was that if you were still in the ring within a half hour of the match, the ring would explode. Yeah. And shenanigans occurred. Um, and exploded. Kenny- an exploding baseball bat was with barbed wire was brought in, exploded a man's face. Yeah, Kenny Omega, like, he he he, him being the bastard that he is, he handcuffed Moxie so he couldn't get out, and he knocked him out, and then he left him in the ring for it to explode. And then the explosion went off, and it was literally just like fireworks. <laughs> yeah, it was it was bad, and apparently, like it was a botch, like it was supposed to be bigger. But was like it? it just yeah it was like yeah apparently it was supposed to be like way bigger but like again like work you're working with explosives on live television something yeah they can, tend to be some, duds yeah something will go wrong and stuff and uh because uh, apparently I remember reading a report apparently Kenny Omega was furious backstage when that happened I believe like, it. Kenny was Kenny was losing his mind like very angry because you gotta be like those guys like literally tore themselves apart for like mm-hmm. what. 30 minutes like they tore they themselves were... apart they tore the house down with the match it was great yeah like they, it was a great match there was so much blood so much violence and like and to have it just end on that whimper and like you know and not be able to like have that big like moment it's a shame because you like the angle is really good because like another person eddie kingston uh a former friend of john moxley comes out and like tries to shield him but like again, he has to like oversell it, and like the commentary is still like, oh, 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 wait, oh god, uh, like doesn't know what to do, and I'm like, oh, that sucks. Oh my god, it's a shame so... it ended the way they did, but at least they were able to spin it and yeah. make it so that like Kenny Omega, the character, just couldn't set up explosives right. Yeah, I love that. I think Tony Khan had it said it best, where it's uh, T- Tony Khan said it best where he says oh wow the ring didn't all the way blow up from the plans kenny made out of crayon who'd have thought (laughs) (laughs) that's like uh that makes me think of jackass because like whenever they would do stunts uh they would come up with these intricate ideas for the stunts and stuff like that and then you just have bam margera who would just write down on a napkin and a fucking marker just like a guy like i think one of his ideas was that um was that one of them bungee jump off of a bridge or something like that? And um, he was like, so here's here's the guy up here on the bridge. And then he just jumps down. And it was just like a napkin drawing of a stick figure jumping off of a bridge. <laughs> Whose parents was it that they, they like always harassed in Jackass? It was Bam's. I love I love when they like leave the gator in like his parents' bedroom or something. Oh my god, it's great. I, I one day and ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna go on the record as saying this too. I one day wanna be basically like Phil Margera. Like that man is like the calmest guy. <laughs> and I'm a relatively calm guy too. For anybody that knows me personally, they know that it it takes a lot to get me angry or annoyed because I'm just a relatively happy person. The levels that Phil does it, like Bam could literally just like he'll he'll set off like He'll be sleep. The guy will be sleeping for work, and Bam will just set off like fireworks inside their room in a tra- in a fucking metal trash can. He will wake up and just be like, "Man, that was fucking awesome." <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just the level of calm that I just want to reach. <laughs> Out of all the like the the jackass bits that like got me, it was what was the one that they, they covered the dude in mustard? Wait, what? There was one jackass where like they like this dude like really hated mustard and they like cover and like they like cover they like attacked him with mustard or something. 
I don't remember that. I know Bam I, was afraid of snakes, so they locked him in a fucking trailer with snakes. That one I remember too. That was, that's awful. <laughs> that's bad. Um, but no, there was this one of them like who really hated mustard. I think I think it was Jackass, and they like squirted mustard all over him. I and mean, like that one gave me because I also cannot stand mustard. Mustard disgusts me. Oh, mustard's good. Mustard's not good. It's this is the weird. second podcast that we've talked about mustard. Is it? Yeah, because you brought up the the Obama mustard thing in the first. Oh episode. right, the Obama. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I forgot. Well, this well, that's that's a, that's that's pol- that's political mustard. I know. That's, I'm just. Uh, it's just funny to me. Yeah, but like, I can't stand it. Like I just like that yellow, the smell. Like it's just, ugh, I don't. Like, it skews me out. That's Same what a lot of people have to say about mayonnaise. I love mayonnaise. I, I do don't. Too. I don't get that. Mayonnaise is awesome. Restaurant I, mayonnaise I, is the best because it's sweeter. But uh, yeah, I'm mayonnaise a, is good. No, mayonnaise shouldn't be sweet. What's wrong with you? You've never had restaurant style mayonnaise? No, I like I like lunch meat style mayonnaise, like Hellman's. Well, lunch meat style is good. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying restaurant style mayonnaise is the shit. Like, it's no. really good. Mayonnaise should be like it should add that little like little tinge of little, little it's not stain. it's not like a super sweet. It's just it tastes a little different from normal sandwich like deli style mustard. It's or mustard mayonnaise in the sense like it tastes slightly sweeter like it's it's something that you don't like it's it's not overkill but it's like something that your taste buds will notice and be like that is a nice flavor you See, know i don't want sweet mayonnaise i want my mayonnaise i want my mayonnaise to sting a little we got to get you some restaurant style mayonnaise because you gotta I, I, experience that it's also a little bit salty too like it's kind of a weird combination i refuse well it's delicious <laughs> <laughs> yeah so listeners Tyler has discussed plans for an OnlyFans, and the content <laughs> that he wants to put on that OnlyFans is all dependent on, like, and, like, whether or not this OnlyFans, I mean, whether or not this OnlyFans becomes reality is dependent on how popular you make this podcast. So if you want to see Tyler Ford's OnlyFans, um, you know what you got to do. Uh, listen. <laughs> Get our views up. I think it, I, it's best for Tyler. Go ahead, Tyler. Advertise your <laughs> OnlyFans. This is your – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to time you. You got 30 seconds to sell the listeners on your OnlyFans. Let me get a, let me get a stopwatch going here. I'm going to first start off by apologizing to any friends or any family or family friends that listen to this podcast in advance for this. Um, you may want to skip this bit. <laughs> but the idea for the OnlyFans. Oh, I'm going to time you. You have 30 seconds to get your OnlyFans ad out and go. <laughs> the idea for the OnlyFans is that I'm. Just, it's just it's just my testicles. I'm going to take <laughs> as many different pictures of my testicles as possible. Um, and you know, if you pay me a good amount, I'll, I'll get creative with it. I'll draw a little mustache on it. I'll shave it. Um, I'll add a little top hat on top of it. I'll stretch it out. Whatever you want. Just like, you know, you pay me the money for it. You pay me the money for some quality testicle photos. I'm going to give you some quality testicle photos. <laughs> and I don't think personally, I don't think that's Time. too bad. Time. <laughs> Stopping this now. I, I instantly regretted that like 10 seconds in. <laughs> <laughs> I made a grave mistake. What have I done? Anybody that was disgusted by that bit, just know it was Malik's fault for bringing it up. <laughs> Would have not been mentioned if Malik didn't say anything. <laughs> the other that reminded me of uh, Dinner for Schmucks. <laughs> when, <laughs> when Michael, when my, I said Michael Scott, when Steve Carell's character goes to Zach Galifianakis' character, he's all like, I know you draw a little face on your penis, and you put a hat on it, and you name it Sammy. <laughs> And you sing to it. And Zach Galifianakis goes, is that illegal? <laughs> <laughs> it's 
like that failing guy. But show me the law. Show me the law. <laughs> show, me Lee, show me the law. Where is the law? The dude's just rubbing his ass on the counter. Yeah. Where is the law? Show me, it's not illegal. Not illegal. Show me the law. Where is the legal? <laughs> but yeah, Dinner for Schmucks is a great movie. My favorite bit or my favorite line from that movie is when Steve Carell is given this, this beautiful, beautiful speech uh, at the dinner because obviously for anybody that doesn't know this movie is about like these businessmen gather the weirdest people that they can find and they go to a dinner to impress everybody basically once once steve carell's character figures that out he's like you know we're not weirdos we're we're visionaries you know we're different from everybody else because of the uh the ideas that we have one of the things that he does is he does taxidermy for mice and he sets them up in little like play scenarios and one he did was for Vincent Van Gogh. And he was just like, Vincent Van Gogh. People told him all his life, you can't do art. You only have one ear. To which he responded, I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. That is forever uh, my favorite line in that movie. The one the one scene I want to recreate with someone. Like, I, it's got to be a friend. But, like, you know, when um when he brings in the crazy chick who's obsessed with uh, Paul Rudd's character, the dinner with the uh, with the Swedish dude. Oh, my and, God. And she writes, I'm wet on the napkin. And yeah. <laughs> gives it to the, to the German dude. And the yeah. dude just looks at him like. <laughs> Guy's first instinct, he gets a napkin that just says I'm wet. And he hands it off to this German guy. <laughs> That's something I would fucking do. <laughs> I want to do that. Yeah, I want to do that so bad to someone just to see their reaction. Just, that is something I would genuinely pull. <laughs> oh my god! I love the one where he's like, he's talking to the um the, uh, the the puppet, and she's like, "Are you looking down my dress?" He's like, "No, why not?" And then like Steve Krauss gets like, "Oh God, were you? Come on, don't embarrass me, man." <laughs> <laughs> Go watch it for schmucks, everyone. It's a, it's a it's a fun movie. It is. It's very fun. It's a great movie. It's not. It's not like Daddy's Home. Like, well, not Daddy's. Um, that's the wrong wrong movie. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I don't know why I went to Daddy's Home, but uh, what's what's the what's that movie you like? Oh, that's my boy. That's my boy. I thought that movie was funny. It's <laughs> it's a movie. <laughs> it's really fucked up by today's standards, but it's really funny. It's really fucked up by any standards. <laughs> With like incest and childs and statutory um uh, sexual assault, like no, <laughs> it's a movie, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie. Okay, Mein Kampf is a book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like it's just it's a movie. It's a scenario. Like you know, everybody has that dream of hooking up with a hot teacher, and then you know, unfortunately, yeah, that, that stuff they... does happen, and people do get really traumatized by that. And I'm sorry, you yeah, know, that's a really like... serious thing. Yeah, and like. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know. I just think it's for the sake of comedy, you know? Yeah, it's for the sake of comedy, but like, even so you can admit, that's not okay. Oh, yeah, I will 100% say it's not okay, but it's just saying I think it's funny. It's how weird that that man, Adam Sandler, won. Didn't he win, like, an Oscar? Like, like it's, like, just last year or something? Uh, probably for Uncut... No, he was... He was he wanted... He said if he doesn't get an Oscar for Uncut Gems, he would make the absolute worst movie ever on purpose no but he won <laughs> something for he won something for uh uncut gems i don't know i don't keep up with oscars he might have i don't know speaking of adam sandler though i just watched this tiktok the other day it was um adam's it was some guy in a guitar store and adam sandler is just completely he's there and he's just showing him up on the guitar hitting these heavy licks and everything like that and i was like 
it got me thinking, like, imagine you're in a guitar store. You're playing probably the same three songs that you know, um, the same three songs that every person that works in an instrument shop has heard several times. That's a running joke, but that's a legitimate thing. Um, you know, and you're sitting there, you're just, you don't have too much experience with the guitar. And just fucking Adam, sh- Adam Sandler shows up and he's just like, check this shit out. And he's just fingers flying across the fret, just <laughs> fucking <laughs> ripping it hardcore on this guitar. You know <laughs> just everything that you know about music is just shut down. <laughs> you know what Adam Sandler movie, like, I hate, but like, I still like, I weirdly like love because <laughs> like, I grew up watching it and I'm like, God damn it. Um, Billy Madison. Oh yeah. I feel like if, I feel like if like, you know, when you like, it's funny because of, I think it depends on the time, on the time that you watched it. If you watch it at a relatively young age, you're going to think it's hilarious. Then when you get older, you think it's hilarious, but overall it's just, a, it's a, when you think about, when you think about Billy Madison, it's a, it's a bad movie, but when you watch it, you love it. <laughs> you know. I'm like, wait, wasn't Chris Farley in that episode? I mean, that episode movie. Yes, he was. He was the bus yes, driver. he was the bus driver who stripped for him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that is correct. And just <laughs> took off his shirt and started. Oh, Doyle rules. Oh, Doyle rules. All right, listeners, if you get us to two million likes or subscribes, I will get a Doyle rules tattooed on my stomach. <laughs> He's making two all million. these promises. Two million. Two million. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's how I over-delivered from mine. <laughs> yeah, no, no, because only a simp deals in subscriptions is way worse yeah. than an O'Doyle rules tattoo. Yeah, I'm not, my name's not... In a spot not, that nobody's going to see. My, I said my stomach. Also, O'Doyle isn't my name, Tyler. <laughs> I'm aware. That's, that's like, that's it's something quotable. Everybody knows the O'Doyle rules. <laughs> <laughs> yours is original like you know <laughs> so so um i've we were talking to like a friend about back to the future oh, I they, love back what, to the future i know um this friend said like they would cast me as biff and i'm all like thank i can you, see but it i biff's a sexual offender though <laughs> He tried he's to almost, assault. He, he's, he, he tried no, to. No, 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 no. There's failed. no almost. There's no try. He, he, only, like, he still, like, he attempted to assault Marty's mom. He did. <laughs> yeah. He like, did. I'll give you. I that don't one. know if I want to be Viv. <laughs> I mean, that's like, like the. No. That's like the. I mean, uh, he does some pretty bad shit in that movie. But like the thing <laughs> is, is that like he tried to, but he got his fucking ass rocked by a fucking by the nerd. <laughs> so <laughs> it's okay. Who I will argue is also just as bad. <laughs> yeah, he tried to peep on her. <laughs> he didn't. Tr- he didn't try. He did. <laughs> he was in the tree peeping. To be fair, he almost got hit by their dad, though. Also, oh my god, that one ginger kid who like t- takes Marty's mom and goes ha 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 ha, and like, I'm like George, why are you walking away? <laughs> no, he gets me with Back to the Future, over. and this scene, I will. Oof. This scene gets me all the fucking time. It is that scene in Back to the Future 2 when he goes back to 1950 and it's after, you know, Biff gets rocked and everything like that. Um, Marty comes up and he takes he takes the sports almanac from Biff's jacket. And there's a guy there who happened to witness it. And he's just like, he's like, oh, my God, did you did you just take that man's wallet? And he runs away and he's just like, I think he just took that man's wallet. And then, you know, the scene goes on, comes back, and Biff wakes up. He, he's like, where did he go? And he goes, he went that way. He was like, I think he took your wallet. Just turns around to somebody else and goes, I think he took his wallet. 
was just like, why do you say that so many fucking He's stuck on the wallet. He is. Uh, I'm like, what are you, some big fucking hero? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's what's another one of my favorite, like, bits from Back to the Future? What a crazy! That's such a uh, such a crazy. Oh, um, when um, when when the when the band pulls up out of the car and then Biff's gang goes, "Hey, we don't know trouble, no reefer addicts." <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> because no. it calls. Them. I I'm not gonna repeat the line. You watch the movie, you know what it is. But they say a, a very they say a racial slur to one African American guy coming out of the car, and then it's just a whole gang of them coming out of the car, and he's just like, "Who are you calling that word?" Uh, and then he says Peckerwood <laughs> to the white kids. <laughs> and then they're just like, oh, we don't want to mess with no reefer addicts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Back to the future. <laughs> okay. That movie's a classic. Remember I love the, it so much. Remember the cartoon where it was about, like, Doc and his new family after he, like, stayed with that chick? I know of it. I never watched it. Uh, it was weird because like every episode was like they go will go to a different time period and every time they haven't met an ancestor or descendant of Marty and Biff and the and Marty was the one helping them every time like it was one of Marty's ancestors and descendants and one of Biff's ancestors or descendants was the villain. There was one time where they go back to dinosaur times and there's a giant T Rex with <laughs> Biff's fucking face. I'm like, oh my god. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Since you keep bringing up Biff, every time I hear the, every time I hear Biff, I have to say it. So I'm just gonna say it right now. Butthead. There we Butthead. go. <laughs> <laughs> I just have oh, to. Oh, oh god, <laughs> that still gets me. That's, there's a lot with Back to the Future to consider. Like first off, Star Wars didn't happen like it should have. What do you mean? Because remember, he 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 his dad came up with Darth Vader instead. Oh uh, yeah, so he probably would have trademarked it, and then yeah, would have sued Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> or Lucas just goes, man, I had, I was gonna come up with that. Try like, what up? Pepsi is now Pepsi free or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I love. Does he knock down like one of the pines or something? It comes like one pine mall or something. Yeah. For this is a really obvious thing for Back to the Future nowadays because everybody has pointed it out. But for anybody that doesn't know, in Back to the Future, when he first goes to the mall to meet Doc Brown in the beginning of the first movie, it, the mall is described as Lone or Twin Pines Mall. Um, because, and then Doc starts telling him how it was named after the mall was named after a farm that was there with a crazy farmer who decided, who tried to breed pine trees. So when he goes back into the past, um, naturally he appears at the, at the farm, you know, he gets chased out by the farmer. there, thinking that he's like a crazy alien and stuff like that. He runs over one of the pine trees at, right at the entrance. There's two of them. And then when he comes back to when he goes back to the future at the end of the movie, he goes to the mall to try and stop Doc from getting shot by the by the Libyans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Libyans. <laughs> um, he, he tries to stop Doc from getting shot. You look at the sign and it says Lone Pine Mall because he knocked down the two twin pines at the uh, in the in the fifties. So, I just thought that was really clever that they did that. But like now that I've heard it, heard so many people saying like, "Well, did you know in Back to the Future is this?" I'm like, "Yes, I know." <laughs> so how? See that, that, so I'm gonna pitch you a movie, a gritty war, a gritty like epic like terrorist like countdown movie of Doc Brown getting the uranium from the Libyans. <laughs> just and like a prequel. Yeah, it's like it's like full on like. 
electroshock therapy to the testicles torture and like doc brown is there and he's all like how did you know about the uranium i don't know shit it's like i want <laughs> i want stuff like that i want doc brown with an m16 i, I want black hawk down but with doc brown <laughs> he has like all these gadgets that he invented that people like you know you you don't see so people aren't used to and they're just like oh what is this and stuff i, I think i think it'd be a hell of a movie it would be <laughs> Uh, it honestly sounds like something that they would come up with, like a Doc Brown prequel. Yeah, I believe it, but I don't think Robert Zemeckis, the director, uh, I think he, he, I don't know if he created Back to the Future. No, Christopher Christopher Columbus did. And not that Christopher Columbus, everybody. Yeah, I was like, really? Wait, no, I think, <laughs> I, was... I gotta look this up, because I, th I think Robert Zemeckis made it and Christopher Columbus directed it. Give me one second here to look it up. I'm stalling for time so I can look this up real quick. <laughs> Stalled. You've been distracted. <laughs> oh my god! You're the director was Robert Zemeckis, and the let's see here. Who was it created by? I guess it would be. Because I could have swore it said a Christopher Columbus film. I may have been wrong. I may be thinking of another movie with the Christopher Columbus thing. I apologize if I fucked that up, everybody. <laughs> Moving on to other like uh, products. It was written by Robert Zemeckis. And there yeah, there is no Christopher Columbus in this film. I apologize. Everybody that's screaming at me Look while at I kept you. bringing them up, you're like, you can calm down. I messed up. Look at you. Look at you trying to force Christopher Columbus in places he didn't belong. Like there is a movie. Mystery. I forget which movie it is, but there is a movie that it's, uh, I do remember like it popping up. It was an 80s film, and it says a Christopher Columbus film. I don't know which one it was. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but I don't know. <laughs> On to other things. Uh, my One of my favorite movies is Back to Features Your Thing. My favorite movie uh, is got one of my is got to be like one of my favorite movies of all time. It's got to be Jurassic Park. It has like one of my like I love Jurassic Park. One of my favorite instances of foreshadowing is uh it's it's the seatbelt because how it's supposed to foreshadow how the dinosaurs all be like the female dinosaurs will all breed with each other because he has two female ends to his seatbelt and he like can't get them to click so he ties them together and that symbolizes see life finds a way and I'm like what a weirdly specific instance of foreshadowing. <laughs> That's crazy that you say that because I never knew that was a thing. Yeah, that's yeah, that's supposed to represent like you know a foreshadow towards what's going to happen. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, like that the fact that he has two female ends of the seatbelt. Wow, I I never pieced that together. Yeah, I, I love it, man. Uh, there's a, there my one of my favorite uh, bits that you uh, you can notice is that in Jurassic Park one when um when when they're when they're transporting the uh the alpha raptor um the 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 uh, the leader of one to the uh to the to the park. Uh, and she and like she knocks the thing over and the guy falls off the top. You can see the hand of the stunt guy catching him in the corner of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that either. Yeah, it's I've been, I know about it. I know it exists. I just I, never I, actually seen I it. Did, I'll, I, I, I swear to God, we'll boot up Jurassic Park on something. I'll show you that it's so once you notice it, you will never not see it. It's <laughs> it's literally I didn't notice it at first and I saw it. I'm like, oh, my God, it's right there. It's so good. That you know, is you know, that sounds really good. Can we talk about like the shit kid who tried to shit talk a velociraptor? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well he got his because he got he got the living shit scared out of him yeah. by Grant. <laughs> Which where is that kid's parents? I know, right? He is holding a sharp object to your child. <laughs> <laughs> you know, originally Alan Grant was supposed to be played by Harrison Ford. Really? Oh, yeah, yes, you told me that. And I'm like, if that was Harrison Ford, you would have just pulled a gun on the kid. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you saying about Velociraptor's kid? 
<laughs> You'll think they're you scary. <laughs> I want my family back. <laughs> I want my family back. Alan, Alan, wrong franchise. <laughs> my favorite line in Jurassic Park, I've talked to you about this several <laughs> times, so you know what's coming, but the audience doesn't. Uh, my favorite line in Jurassic Park, and this has always been a thing since I was a kid because I never understood it. I get the reason why it's there. But it does, if you think about it logically, it doesn't make any sense. So they get the power up and working and everything like that. And <laughs> Hammond and Malcolm are in the uh, in the bunker, the security bunker. Alan, call, like after they get everything booted back up towards the end because um, the one girl, the hacker, uh, like fixed everything in the park. He calls okay. them. Okay, uh, uh, I have to address that. The hacker. The I'll click these 3D boxes as I fly through because that's how <laughs> hacking works, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I that love that. I love that movie, but no. <laughs> No. Every movie has a different way of it being hacking, you know? Yeah, back to what I was saying. He calls the security bunker. You hear the phone ring in the scene. Hammond picks up the phone, and the first thing Grant says is, Mr. Hammond, the phones are working. <laughs> like, no fucking shit, dude. You just called him. <laughs> I always one... wanted Hammond to be like, well, yeah, no shit, man. <laughs> that is one thing. One thing I would have changed about the dress movie. I would have had more screen time of Hammond and Malcolm. Because I just, I love, because, like, I love their dynamic of, Mal right off the gate, Malcolm is not, like, hypnotized by um, Hammond's, like, whole, like, Walt Disney shtick of, like, mm -hmm. isn't it a wonderful, magical place of dinosaurs? Like, Malcolm's all, like, this is fucking dangerous. Like, no. Oh, and, yeah. like, and I like the fact that, like, even so he's, like, giving them shit. Like, I love when they're in the car and he's like, excuse me, I, 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 I thought there'd be uh, di di dinosaurs on this dinosaur tour. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, it's just that. like, it, it's such a great dynamic between the two because Hammond's like, this park is amazing. Look at what I have created. And Malcolm is the only one challenging it because he's like, this park not only doesn't make any fucking sense, <laughs> but it's very dangerous. Yeah, like, and, and, I and then like they sit there and they argue with each other, not like, actually they had a moment where like they argue with each other and then um it like even it even comes down to the point where he's arguing with the scientists saying that life will find a way even though the scientist is like are you saying that two females will fucking breed are you dumb like yes. <laughs> how um, do you not also with that they're scientists how do you forget that frogs breed asexually <laughs> because the doctor is a fucking piece of shit <laughs> yeah, don't, don't down the I, later movies. And don't really so This is like one of my favorite movies of all time. I love Jurassic Park, but mm -hmm. I will, but I will tear into stuff like this because I love it oh, yeah, so same much. Here. Like, but yeah, the, the the dynamic that works with them is that he's he's challenging them so much on this thing, and then when it finally hits, he's just rubbing it in. He's just like, I fucking told you this shit would happen. See, like, well, yeah, I in, the, like, in had... the form of jokes, saying like when he gets hit by when he gets hit by the T Rex and the T Rex eats the lawyer. And, uh, you know, they find they find Ian's body and he just like they clear him up and they're just like, oh, my God, he's still alive. And he's just like, remind me to thank John for a lovely vacation. <laughs> <laughs> think they'll have that on the tour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. And she's like, I would have had more of that when they get Ian back. I would have had more of like maybe just like a scene or two of like the, of like John patching up Ian's leg. And Ian's like, so um, this tour, huh, buddy? <laughs> Even just like the moment when Hammond's trying to guide Adler. What the what the fuck? Uh, El is Ellie. Ellie, Ellie, yeah. Um, he's trying to guide Ellie to the electrical through the electrical workings to get to the control room to turn the electricity on, 
and he's doing a horrible job dis- describing <laughs> it. So Ian just the- fucking grabs the microphone. It's just like, look, there's some pipes up on the ceiling. Fucking follow those. <laughs> I lo- I, that's another great scene too. Uh, when um, Ellie and uh, Hammond have that talk at the gift shop and like, you have no idea as a kid, how awesome that gift shop looked. I'm like, I, I want everything out of there. I love they're eating the ice cream though. Cause they're out of power. Like that's so like, they have all the ice cream out because they, they have to eat yeah. it all before it melts. Like that's such a cool, like little shit like that, man, really makes the movie. But oh my god, it's great when a when a director thinks of things, you know. That's <laughs> <laughs> so, why, like, I, I I I can't wait. Like, oh, it's it's I I I'm very excited for uh for a Dominion. Like, I I've I've enjoyed the uh, the, the more recent ones. Uh, I I enjoyed uh, Jurassic World. And I re- and I enjoyed Fallen Kingdom. It wasn't as good as Jurassic World. But I look forward to seeing where it's gonna go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, one thing Jurassic Park has taught me, uh, particularly the first one, guns are fucking useless, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> guns don't Park. work on dinosaurs, bitch. <laughs> yeah, somehow, I'm like, dude, that's a whole spas shotgun. That raptor should be gone. That yeah, we're talking we're talking years of just evolution in weaponry that dinosaurs don't even know about. Millions of years, they don't even know about it, but they avoid it like it's fucking nothing. <laughs> I love when I love when uh, Alan is like, Ellie, the door locks, the door locks. It looks at them, the raptors, he's like, hey, hey, buddy, you, should, you see this shit? Doors, check this out. And he like opens it. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, just, he just looks just, down and the, the camera pans down to the, 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 the knob turning and it's just like, watch this shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 he just turns. Like, oh my God. I just love that. It's like, unless they figure out open doors, cuts to the raptors opening doors. Uh, you know, you know, you know, a lot of the dinosaurs have like actual names, right? Like from the fandom. Yeah. I know. Yeah, there's yeah, like, like Rexy the, and stuff. Yeah, Rexy. Uh, I, oh god, I forgot what like. No, um, I think she's called the big one, the main raptor from the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's just called the big one, and uh, I know the the Indoraptor was called Ripper. Oh really? Uh, yeah, they call yeah the Phantom dub. Yeah, the Phantom really liked Ripper. Uh, like, Interesting. You know, I, I, and I never really knew that about like Jurassic Park, like, the fandom, like because I was never really into like Jurassic Park fandom community until I really got a part of. It. I'm like, oh wow, they actually named the dinosaurs. That's really cool. Yeah, I knew that. I I didn't know it all overall, but like by the time I got back in Jurassic Park with Jurassic World coming out, that's about when I started to figure that all, all, yeah, all I was, out. Yeah, I was. I was watching. I I still have to, I was like maybe two episodes deep into Camp Cretaceous. Yeah, you gotta it? watch that. that show's great. Yeah, I had no. I, I I did not expect this, and I love like the whole. Oh yeah, they're different teens from different aspects. I know. I spoilers. I know that like the show ends with them getting stuck on the island. I think season two even has them still stuck. I'm like, man, they better hurry before Dominion. How wait? How long are they on this island? <laughs> because how yeah. like how many how many years pass between like Fallen Kingdom and the first Jurassic World? Like a like a year or something? Yeah, I think it's only a year. Je- Jesus Christ! They've been on that island for a while. I, I would assume mm-hmm. that. Jesus. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it's a really good show, though. I'm curious to see where they go with season three of that show. Nice, nice. Uh, I again, I still gotta, I, I still gotta um get my get my way through. It's gr- the show's great because you think it's a show for kids with the way it's animated and stuff like that. Uh, it's it, definitely it, for the kids. way the promotion was, but no, it gets deeper than that, man. Adults can enjoy it too. Oh, oh, so it's a family show. Okay. Yeah. I see. I see. Gotcha. Nice, nice, nice. Anybody yes. that's a fan of Jurassic Park can enjoy it. So what what's what, what's some of like your your favorite like dumb things from like the later movies? I love um 
<laughs> the Velociraptor in Lost Worlds beaten by gymnastics. <laughs> <laughs> hey you! What? Look at the wow! Look at those flips! Oh, I've been kicked out the window! <laughs> Holy shit! Um, what is? Let me think. One of my favorites is the Velociraptor that was really smart in Jurassic Park Three when Kirby's wife is uh going through like they're in the. They're in one of the buildings, and there's, oh, like, all yeah, these, like, tubes with, like, stuff in it of, like, you know, like, embryos and stuff like that. The, the one is just this velociraptor head, and she's staring at this thing like, man, it looks so real. And that velociraptor knows to just stay completely still and not even fucking blink, like, <laughs> depose and fucking get her by surprise. And it's just, that is genius to me. I love it. He didn't account for, oh, shit, I can't fit through this space in between. <laughs> exactly. He didn't He's account like, oh. for that. But God forbid, he fucking scared the shit out of her. You know that. Yeah, yeah as a kid, I thought raptors were going to be a bigger problem in life than they actually were as a kid. Same. <laughs> <laughs> and then you I, realize they're never coming back. Yeah, and that, like, they're actually not, like, that big. <laughs> yeah, they weren't that big in the dinosaur world. Yeah, they, they still be <laughs> it was a always the ass. T-Rex. What's, like, the one animal you were, like, afraid to be attacked by IRL? Like, you were terrified to be, like, oh, no. Like, God. Probably a lion or a tiger. So, with me, it's really weird because it's a Komodo dragon. Oh, that one's bad because their saliva is poisonous. Yes. Like, they're, like, you can get, like, grazed by their mouth. Also, like, the sight of them running is just fucking terrifying to me. But, like, also <laughs> just, like, just, just like, the fact that, like, you can just get scraped by their mouth and you're dead. Like, oh, my God. It's horrifying. Yeah, that... that... I I I'd say I have I had a little bit of a fear of that too. Yeah, it's 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 scary. Hippos also scare the shit out of me because like I didn't realize hippos were so <laughs> violent. So I'm like, yeah. wow, hippos kill like the most like humans every year. I'm like, holy yeah. shit. Hippos do so, whatever the fuck they want. Because they're no, it's because they're so goddamn territorial. I know. Like, hey, don't touch my. <laughs> I imagine a hippo like Rick and Morty. Hey, don't touch my personal space. Hey, get out my personal space. Hey, you're in my personal space. All right, I'm gonna kill you. In my I personal can't believe space. that you just said that because I have the TV on right now and it's muted, and I literally just saw that. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that is weird. Oh, oh, a weird, a weird link right there. <laughs> How 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 long we've we been going there, Tyler? We're running at about an hour and a half. All right, yeah, I feel like this is a solid place to end this with hippo murder. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, we got we started off we started off strong. We got really deep, and then we just took it to a whole nother level, like we always do. That sound again, great analogy from my sex life. Wink. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Wink. But everybody, thank you, thank you for joining us on the second. I episode like to formally on... apologize for that comment about my sex life to everyone who has ears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for the OnlyFans bit. <laughs> <laughs> like you can hear the re- you can hear the remorse. Like, should I? Yeah, I should. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, as, as always, we got to conclude the episode because we go in a little bit here. But thank you, everybody, for joining in on episode two of Ha! It's a podcast. We love the support that you guys have been giving us and continue to give yeah. us every time you listen to these episodes. And Yeah. <laughs> and we just want to show how much we appreciate you guys for even taking the time out of your day just to listen to us ramble on about stupid shit. We we really do love it. and we Like, look, like, we, like Tyler's testicles. Yeah, we love we love to be able to bring you this content. So thank you all very much for making this a reality for us. That's about all I really had to say. So you guys have a great night, great day, great afternoon, whatever you're doing. 
and we will see you in the next episode. Yeah. Hootie hoo.